Welcome to Max Volume, where we deliver loud takes at soothing decibels. I'm your host, Maxwell Lewis Sanders, and this is episode 62. For those new listeners out there, Max Volume is a podcast that worships at the altar of pop culture, a place where the silly and inane are of the utmost importance. It's a pod where we discuss heavy topics like why William H. Macy's torso is so muscular, is Hugh McGregor smiling, smile endearing or intimidating, and what the heck happened to Ed Norton's late 90s, early 2000s A-list career. No quote to minor, no side plot too small. This is a pod for the TV geeks and movie freaks. So welcome all weary travelers. Your boredom ends here. So today is a special day in Max Volume. I have my second guest in my storied 62 pod history. His beard is enviously bushy and his pop culture thoughts are always bitingly sarcastic. My best friend in the whole wide world, it's true, Jonathan Victoria Smith. Hi, John. Wow. Thank you for the uh, intro and false middle name. I appreciate both of those things. Well, I thought Eleanor was kind of girly, so I had That's, to like jazz it up. We, uh, we agreed before this started that you wouldn't discuss my middle name. but What is your middle name, actually? It's something boring, probably. Alan? Like, yeah, there it is. <laughs> John Allen Smith. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, your parents really just kind of were pretty lazy about naming. <laughs> Michael and John yeah, yeah. Smith. But uh, yeah, I think nine years ago, yesterday, we became friends, right? Is that correct? Something, something around there. Yeah, the, uh, the Identity Festival. That's about yeah, right. uh, there was a picture of us at 633 Church, that uh, pre-party, and you're wearing like a neon yellow tank top that says Michigan Engineering. And yeah, sh- shout out American Apparel. Yeah, you look really silly. And, <laughs> <laughs> and we became fast friends after I learned your name, you know, six months later. But. Yeah, well, at least. Yeah. So yeah, we, we became good friends. Uh, it was always a good time to hang out. I started working for you at Skeeps. And then three or four years later, you uh, acknowledged my presence. So yeah, so it, it's been working out well. That's quicker than most people. So <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, one of the things we bond over other than our love of festivals was our bond <clears throat> over a great show. The best show. Would you say the best show? I would say the best show. Okay, we're going to say the best show. You know, we're, we're just marking it down. We're talking about Breaking Bad. And, I mean, when we first watched it together, I think we connected, it was it season five or season six that we really got into it together kind of thing? Or was it before season then? Season five. Season five, yeah. Because yeah. you could Netflix the first few seasons. You know, I don't yep. think I watched the first few when it came out. It was seasons one Me through, either. Yeah, one through four, I think, were on Netflix before five and six came out, right? Correct. Yeah. And I think, you know, like, like the rest of the world, we just got super involved in it, obsessed. And John has rewatched the show how many times? Four. Oh my God. Okay. Four times. And it's what? 12 episodes of pop, uh, six seasons, like seven. No, it's like 61 episodes total. Right. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I have stubbornly refused to rewatch the show. And we've argued about this <laughs> at nauseum. Because I don't know, it just it was the perfect experience the first time through. Nothing affected me the first time viewing more than this. So I don't want to go back and just tarnish the memory. Like, don't meet your heroes. You know what I mean? I don't want to meet Shaquille O'Neal and find out, you know, uh, he's a flat earther. You know what I mean? I just don't want, I don't want to go back and think, oh, maybe this wasn't as good as I thought it was. But you have a different view, right? Yeah. And uh, I actually took some notes so I could eloquently state this. Um, but the fact that you refuse to watch it again makes you a giant stupid stupid face you wrote that and, down yes <laughs> and you have a stupid face because of it it, it, it is it is the best show as you have stupider agreed. looking or i'm just dumber in general see you're thinking too far into it already okay <laughs> it, it, it you agreed it's the best show yes. it, to begin with right okay 
what are some other top five all-time shows that you that you think of? The Wire, Mr. Robot. Uh, some shows, though, I feel like are such thriller intense, you know, intense watching experiences. Legion, Mr. Robot, this, that the tension is the first time through because you're not sure what's going to happen. You know what I mean? How many I times just, have you rewatched The Wire? Uh, 38, 40. Okay. <laughs> That's not a tense show, though. <laughs> I got a fun fact for you. Only one cop in the entire Wire shoots his gun during the entire duration of the show. Do you know who that cop is? Yeah, the, it's... Uh... It's the uh, police chief's daughter's like husband. Uh, yeah, yeah, you got Prez Belusky. That's yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And he shoots him like while he's like drunk, like and like a TV is falling or something. He does kill a cop accidentally too. Oh yeah, well yeah. that was important. <laughs> <laughs> but but to, to to get back to the Breaking Bad, I I agree with you that it is the most tense show. It's some of the most uncomfortable I've ever been while watching TV, but in like a way that I relish. Mm-hmm. But there are so many things that Vince Gilligan does in the early on episodes with character development, different uh, shots that the camera takes, even wardrobe changes, things like that, that you don't appreciate as much or notice on the first watch through because you're so tunneled in to the developing character of Walt and how he's you know slowly losing his mind from this power craze. Then on the second watch through, Yes, you don't have that tense. You don't have that, oh my God, what is happening feeling. But you, you get more respect for the art form and more respect for the story writing. That's true. I, I will. I mean, but I think the first time through, I went through all the message boards and I found, you know, when Walt killed Gus, you know what I mean? He's, the way he vomited, he put a towel down in the same way and drove a Volvo like him. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I was on mm-hmm. all those boards. I mean, maybe I don't have everything, but it was just such a, I remember, a I, I show's never affected me like this. When I came to Chicago to visit you, and it had to be episode two or three of the last season where Jesse throws the gas the all gasoline, over, gasoline all over Walter's floor, house. Yeah. Now, this was like 15 hours into a day of us at a festival again. And, you know, we were just wiped. You know, we'd partied all day. We were exhausted. And that episode ending fired us up so much that we partied for another eight hours after that. And yeah. I, don't think sh- I don't think a show has ever affected me like that before. And I, I don't know if I want to... <laughs> You know what I mean? One, I don't know. Maybe I'll just run out and start partying again. That'd be weird. You know what I, mean? I don't want to. It's like two a.m. on a Monday, and I just you know. Break You're on the stairmaster watching yeah. the episode. The gasoline breaks out, and all of a sudden you sprint to the nearest bar uncontrollably. Yeah, yeah I don't want that. You know, I'm 34. <laughs> I can't handle that at this point in my life. <laughs> but you know, so what you've said, you have a lot more detail. I totally, you know, agree to disagree. You're probably right. But at this point, it's, you know, how everyone has that one stubborn thing they like to bother their friend yeah. with. Like, I haven't seen Star Wars. Ugh. Or like, I never had a peanut butter and jelly. You know, the one question where someone asks, like, you haven't had a blank, 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 you know, it's like, yeah. it's fun at this point. It's part of our banter. I so, literally only eat plants. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a vegan anymore, all right? I'm like 87% of <laughs> No, vegan. I don't think you understand. I only eat plants. Shut up. Okay, so we, I thought of a fun way for us to discuss such a dense show like Breaking Bad, especially because you have all the chops and information now, and I'm kind of just on half-remembered dreams from like eight years ago about the show. So I said, why not have a drug cartel draft? See who a, picks a better crew and why. And the rules of this, pretty simple. We're going to do rotating picks. We're going to go 10 picks, maybe a little deeper, but there's only really like 33 characters on this show, which is kind of mind-blowing. I mean, think about how many characters on The Wire. There's like 150 that I, we can, you know, yeah. recite. So that'd be fun, actually. We should have like a nine-hour Wire <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that that would get a lot of uh, listens throughout the whole duration. Yeah, I'm getting like three or four per right now, so it can't get it much worse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shout out, France. <laughs> yeah, hi, Dad. Uh, so 
few rules though no better call Saul points allowed let's just keep this in the breaking bad you know, oh, yeah, world. absolutely absolutely okay. how do you feel about better call Saul though are you a fan or as much as I praise Vince Gilligan and you know how breaking bad was just a, a pinnacle of television art um I was not really a big fan of better call Saul when it first came out mm-hmm. I, I stopped um, midway through the second season just because you know breaking bad had just ended I was still on that high and uh the better call Saul was just such a slow slow burn and I think that now that it's had a, a chance to establish itself and it's obviously very highly rated um, and, you know, critically acclaimed that I may, I may give it a shot again, but it was just such a change of pace from the fast adrenaline rush of Breaking Bad that I wasn't a fan of it at the time. Yeah. Once you get into season three with Gus and Mike and all that good stuff, <clears throat> it, start, it starts getting mm-hmm. pretty good. And actually, I mean, no joke. I mean, I won't ruin it for you, but there's a character that's introduced into Better Call Saul later in, I think, season three or four. And if we had this draft, he'd be my number one pick. Really? So, yeah. So, I mean, if, if that's not, you know, a good kind of, you got to watch this kind of vibe, then I don't know mm-hmm. what it is. All right. And also, so since I gave you zero time to prep for this, uh, I wanted to give you team names possibilities. So I, I wrote some down. So let me know what you want to do. So you could do the Albuquerque Roof Pizzas, the Southwest Magnets, the Himalayan Heisenbergs, the Dead Janes, Chicken Man's Revenge Squad, or the New Mexico Disfigured Pink Teddy Bears? What do you I want to do? absolutely going to go with the Dead Janes. Dead Janes. I knew you would. Good stuff. <laughs> I'm going to – yeah, of course you do. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to go – I think Southwest Magnets actually sounds like yeah, a minor Yeah, that was league. my runner-up for yeah, sure. it sounds like a minor league baseball team, like double A. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And you know what, So you're the guest. I'll be gracious. Let's give you the first pick. Let's go. Oh, man. I get the first pick of the pool of characters here. Yeah. Just to clarify, this you know fictitious cartel that we are forming uh, doesn't have to be like a fully functioning well-oiled machine. I can choose for my own reasons. Is that correct? Yeah, get creative with it. But we are Fantastic. rival cartels, so you got to take into consideration if I have someone... Counterpicks? How's that going to fit feel towards yours? You know what I mean? Uh, no, I, I get you. Yeah. This, I, is, I think... this is the NFL. You know what I mean? Like you you got to play against your opponents. Understood. We're both, I, in the, we're both in the Southwest. We're both in New Mexico. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is what we're doing. I think for my first overall draft pick, I, I would be stupid to not take Saul Goodman. What? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go on. What's the rationale? I believe it's obvious. There, there is no bad situation or a sticky situation that anyone in Breaking Bad has ever been a part of that was not remedied by Saul Goodman. The guy is literally a superhero. One of my biggest complaints with Breaking Bad is that Saul Goodman just has too much power. And I feel like that no matter what happens with Walt and Jesse and antics they get up to you, that Saul can bail them out. He knows a guy, he knows a guy. Um, and it is just, it is mind blowing to me. So to have that kind of guy on my defense as a cartel, I feel like I'm untouchable. True. But I feel like you want to have, you know I mean? Your star before you pick your supporting player. Do you know what I mean? A lawyer is nothing without the, you know, cartel behind it or the guy behind the scenes. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. But it, I think it's such an impactful play that I, I would be upset if I did not take him first. All right. I guess. Huh? Whatever. Weirdo. But uh, yeah, I mean, I now have no legal defense whatsoever. Is there another lawyer in Red <laughs> Bad? Did you take the one lawyer? That's <laughs> the only lawyer. Okay. So if I go to jail, I'm getting uh, one of those, yeah. <clears throat> those pro bono guys. Okay. Well, I mean, I got to go. I think I'm going to go Skyler because oh my no, I'm, 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 I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> the, the dead last pick, you know, the Mr. Irrelevant. Oh, it's not even on my list. I refuse. 
You know, do you think she was a bad character or it was just that no. we were rooting for Walter too much? No, no. I mean, yeah. I, I actually wrote some notes down about my favorite or most least favorite things about the show. And, you know, Skylar is probably one of my least favorite characters, but she's supposed to be, right? Yeah. Like, you're not supposed to like her. So. Well, and you're, she's dealing with a drug dealing, dying guy who's doing crazy things. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. So it's not really, it's not fair to her that, no, you know. No, it's not fair to anything. Like, we, we hate her for being human and it's awesome. What do you think about her attractive wise? I, I just didn't get the appeal. Yeah, I, I don't know if there was supposed to be an appeal. I don't know. Um, she's like mom hot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, maybe she's, you know, Albuquerque mom hot. Yeah. But uh, no, my first pick is Gustavo Fring. I just okay. gotta, gotta go Gustavo. Because, I mean, I'm running a drug cartel. There's a lot of ifs, ands, buts, you know, a lot of contingency plans. He is the most consistent. He's intelligent. <clears throat> he's calm. You know, I don't want people, I want the same guy from day to day. You know, I mean, Walter seemed kind of one oh, day, yeah. you know, super calm. The next day he's out of his mind. So yeah. Gus acts with class. Yeah, exactly. He's ruthless when he needs to be, but he's pragmatic. I mean, when he kills Victor because he knows he can't kill Walt. I mean, that's just the, I need to show you that I'm capable of this. But at the same mm-hmm. time, he understood he needed to keep the business going now that he didn't have Gale. So, yeah. I mean, and also he is all kind of angles done. I mean, he's, he's the one who set up things with Germany. He's the one who set up, uh, you know, a front with Poyos Hermanos. And also he can bide his time and deal with people he doesn't like, clearly. I mean, he dealt with the Salamanca family for, it seems like a decade, you know what I mean? And didn't kind of go right. against them until he felt the right time. So I feel like I can have Plotted him work. Move. Yeah, I can have him work with people he doesn't like and he's going to be fine. And He's got DEA connections too. You know, he donates and he gets to go in and talk to the, you know, head of the DEA, which is crazy. Yeah. And no personal problems whatsoever. So did he have a family? It was unclear. He, he had, had a wife. Life. Did he? Did we meet yeah. the wife? I think he may have had a kid. Because I know that he went to uh, the barbecue of what was the, the DEA sergeant's name? Um, George, yeah. George Merkitt, right? I think yep. it was a... Uh, yeah, yeah. So I, mean, I know he went to the barbecue. He like folded the fish in the foil. I, th- I thought he brought his wife with him. Interesting. So, I mean, you learn in Saul, too. Maybe he's, he didn't. He's probably gay. Because uh, Maximo, Gus. you know, is like the guy he really cares about, the chemist. So, mm-hmm. unsure. But anyways, it doesn't seem like he has any personal problems whatsoever. And that <laughs> seems to be the downfall of any show like The Sopranos, Breaking Bad. It's always personal right. stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? So, and years of experience. I, I do think his one downfall is his ego. Um, it, it's not as big as a Walter ego, but I think it, it was shown at least later in the show that he couldn't fathom the fact that people were starting to outsmart him and it just showed a little bit of weakness in the, the extremities of his reactions. True. But I think he's so it's a great pick. It's a great pick. He's, he's so above everybody else. You know, that's oh a, nine, that's yeah, a one out great. of a hundred issue. That's great. All right, cool. So we, we agree that I'm great and you are not. Let's go on to the next one. Well, I think it, I, I obviously have to, you know, counter your pick with a, a, a head honcho, a high up. Yep. And so I, I'm actually going to come out of left field and, and take Juan Balsa. I don't know if you remember who Juan Balsa is. And if you no, don't, that's proving, my, that's proven my point already. Yeah. Okay. He, he was the, the old cartel blood, uh, you know, guy in Mexico that was always in the, the meetings with the pool and Hector Salamanca and Gus Fring. He's the one who cut the head off Tortuga and put it on the tortoise that blew up the DEA. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, he is just a ruthless cartel experience. Oh, man. he's the baldy guy. Yes. Yeah. So he's like a consigliere, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so cool. He, so he, he's the guy who is going to have all the cartel connections 
from the last 50 years. Mm. And he is ruthless. This guy is out for blood. Maybe not as much class as Gus Ring, but in terms of raw power and experience of, you know, having a multi-country drug distribution network, I feel like this guy is an A player. True. You know, I like that. I did not, I didn't even have him on my list. So could have picked him a lot later, sucker. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> okay, so mine's going, who do I want to work with Gustavo? You know, I mean, who do I think mm-hmm. is going to be the best? And, you know, without my product, I got, I got nothing. You know what I mean? Like all the distribution, all the lawyers in the world's not going to help me. I'm going Gale. Oh, God. Gotta go Gale. Uh, that's my next pick. Yeah. I mean, master's degree in organic chemistry. He's uh, single, so no family stuff. He's vegan, so we could get along like he that. He literally doesn't bother anyone. No, no conflict. And he doesn't feel guilt about what he does, which is super weird. I would have liked to see another episode on kind of... Because <laughs> he got a scholarship from Gus, right? And mm-hmm. But like, why did... He, and he really wanted to make meth. He was like super excited about it. And karaoke fan, uh, love poetry. You know, he seemed well-rounded. And I like a good cup of coffee. If science can make me the best co- kind of co- coffee without some like Terrans, mm-hmm. is that what he was saying? That sounds fantastic. So, you know, it always makes me wonder why Gus allowed Walter to come into his little operation when he was doing so well. I mean, you know, it seems to me like you're just recreating Gus Frank's operation right now. I mean, I have a little crush on Gus. I'm not going to lie. I, 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 you're, you're literally picking Gus. You're picking Gail. Are, are you going to pick Mike Trout next? Is that your next pick? It depends who you're going to pick next. <laughs> maybe I will. Maybe I won't. The and originality is... from your roster is overwhelming. Oh, quiet. You pick, you pick a nobody and a lawyer. Okay, so. <laughs> All right, who's your third pick? My third pick. Um, and I, I just want to say that I don't think I necessarily need uh, a meth cook who was present in the show just because you have gail bedeker and i don't want walter white doesn't mean that there are no meth cooks at the disposal of the cartel that's been true and for you the can, last 50 years and you got your juan guy you can get cocaine and heroin and weed and i, all I don't need meth you can have meth yeah interesting I, so I'm we didn't bring dominating. up we never specified that we were doing meth cartels it's just no. cartels in general interesting yeah. i didn't i didn't even think about that yeah, i thought i, I needed uh, a cook I am cornering every other drug. You may have Albuquerque as long as you want it, but don't you dare step across the border. Hey, tread lightly, all right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, My next pick is, it's going to have to be Mike. I'm taking Aaron Trout. Oh, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, Yeah. Mike's the best. I need to have, you know, my my right-hand man when it comes to experience, when it comes to solving problems, I should say, in a discreet manner. And, you you know, Mike, Mike is great for that. And Juan being my head guy, like I'm sure he has a million hitman and you know cartel uh muscle at his experience or it is uh it is grasp but mike mike is who you trust he he doesn't overreact he is so good and he just doesn't make mistakes yeah and you want the leader of kind of the goons you know what i mean <laughs> exactly. you want to be able to keep him in line yes and I, I want somebody with a head on his shoulders yeah and also he's got the police background so he understands law enforcement and mm-hmm. you know his patience accuracy obedience now do you think they overdid how like lethal he was. It seemed like he was a superhero on the show. See, and, and that's, that's what I was saying about Saul, just in a different aspect. You have, you have these characters who are just like, and, and this show like, isn't that far fetched. Like obviously no, no, the entire thing happening in the way it did is ridiculous, but each incremental episode, it's like something you could potentially see happening. happening it seems, right? it seems grounded in reality, but I think it's because Walter's such a mess up that, we kind of relate to that. And then the kind of ancillary characters, the Gus's, the Mike's and the Saul's have these one superhuman abilities that are just yeah. fascinating to watch. Yes. Yeah. Cause I mean, I remember, wasn't there one episode when he's in the back of a van 
and that's trying to get hijacked and he like kills four guys inside the van yeah i mean there are situations <laughs> where he should never get away from or yeah. even be there to begin with and somehow it just goes off without a hitch and he goes and plays with his granddaughter like 30 minutes later like it doesn't yeah. make any sense the granddaughter could be a weak point though you know and you find out oh my like, god such a weak point yeah i just i'm surprised no one went for the granddaughter you know what i mean this is the number two of a large cartel. Someone should I, I mean, the DEA tried to just in terms of her money, but in terms of, you know, a threat physically, no, that never happened. Yeah. And also that bulldog face. Very good. I'd like to pet him, you know what I mean? <laughs> or like buy him a bulldog and he could, they could hang out together. I think yeah. it's fun. All right, cool. Yeah. All right. I am going, this is a wild card pick. Now you're going to have to bear with me. This one's insane, but <laughs> I thought it through. I'm going Uncle Jack. Oh, that's a so, good one. Yeah, he you. was on my list too. Yeah, he was on my list for sure. So, I mean, just an absolute killer. He takes the easiest way to financial gain. And, you know, in the drug cartel business, you want to go A to B. I don't want A to C to Z to B to L. You know what I mean? Like straight line. He's like, okay, do I need to enslave this, you know, 20-something-year-old kid to make me meth? Cool. It's like, do I need to kill a DEA agent in the desert? All right, fine. And he seems loyal to his guys, oddly. And he's feared by them too. And he does the dirty work without hesitation. And I know, yeah, we might have some political differences, me being Jewish, but I feel like we could fight through that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I feel like, you know, green is the ultimate currency, you know, finances, everyone gets happy that way. So I think, I think, he, and he seemed like kind of a, he seemed like a fun hang weirdly. Do you know what I mean? He seemed kind of like cool. I, I, would, I wouldn't go that far because I don't think I'd want to be in the same room with that guy for more yeah. than 30 seconds, but he is a fantastic resource in terms of I need this job done and it may get ugly and I'm just going to tell you it needs to be done and I'm going to walk away and you call me when it's done. Right. Yeah. So he's the guy who can do that for you. Do you think this, his group of like neo-Nazis was doing well beforehand? I can't tell. No, they weren't. No. Okay. Yeah. They were I don't like, have, I don't have any evidence to back this up, but the overwhelming feeling I get is that they are scraping by from tiny job to tiny job. And when they, they got to this point, they hit the jackpot. So. They were in like the militia kind of vibe, you know, like with rations for, you know, 10 years and yeah. 50 caliber rifles in the middle of the desert. That kind yeah, of the group. government's going to take our guns away kind of thing. But you can never tell with those groups if they're actually really well financed or they're just like like roughing it. You know, what I mean, they have all their fun toys like those guns had to cost money. You know, what I mean, yeah, they had, they had their clubhouse yeah. with foosball and you know, leather chairs and whatnot. Although the leather chairs were probably bought with the drug cartel money. Right. Yeah, and foosball is notoriously expensive for sport to penetrate initially as well. So hey, those were fourteen karat gold guys <laughs> sitting on that thing. I looked it up. All right. I, I think the uh, you know the ambiguity of like how set up they are is great, just because they don't come into the picture until they have this opportunity to take those six or seven barrels of cash. Right. And then I, I do think it's an interesting scene where uh, you know Jack decides to leave him a barrel, and all of his neo-Nazi compadres are like, "Why? What are you doing? Like, just kill him." Yeah. But there, there was kind of that mutual respect, which showed a little bit more depth to Jack's character than I thought was initially there. Yeah, he had uh, some personal, he, personal pride and flex. Exactly, too. exactly. Yeah, absolutely. There, there was kind of this unwritten honor code with him where it's just like, you know, we're, we're both doing completely illegal things, trying to make a name for ourselves, but, the, you know, game recognized game kind of thing. Yeah, he, he wasn't, he was a, wasn't apolo- apologetic about what he was. Yeah. All right, so who you got? Number four. <laughs> Talk about uh, wild card picks, uh, but I, I'm actually going to take Elliot for my fourth pick. Elliot, yes, from Gray Matter Technologies. Okay, <laughs> he is going to be my bankroll. Interesting. Is he going to be okay with that, or are you going to have to coerce him into it? This man has no spine uh-huh. uh, whatsoever. <laughs> He's got a Bentley, though. 
that's important. cool. Now it's mine. Um, and <laughs> he, he has so, so much money. Obviously the cartel is dirty, dirty, wealthy, rich. Right. Yeah. Um, but there, there's nothing wrong with, you know, you know, acquiring a company that's worth, I don't know, however many billion dollars now. So. I think it was 10 or something like that, wasn't it? I think it was a little bit more. Interesting. I think it was double digits. 11 but. billion, I want to say. Okay. Well, you know, adding $11 billion to my, uh, my bankroll here, all of which is legal, you know, clean money that I can go ahead and launder my stuff through, mm. uh, just solves a lot of problems. So I, I think that picking up a cool $11 billion cash at a guy that's never going to stand up for himself. And I can intimidate with Mike Ehrman Trout and Juan Bolsa. I'll go ahead and take that. You don't think your guys are going to get annoyed with him and his kind of snivelingness and accidentally kill him. And then you're going to have a huge, you know, issue. See, see he would never come face to face with anybody. Uh, no, but he, he would, might, he, he might say, he might say a backhanded remark. Like, do we really have to do this? Like that whininess? Do you know what I mean? There's always a guy in uh, one of those heist movies who's the bankroll, <laughs> who's like whiny and he ends up getting killed halfway through. This guy is in the spotlight. You know what I mean? Honestly, I'd probably just keep, uh, you know, like a, a low budget Mexican hitman parked outside of his house at all times and just making sure that he complies. Well, you need one of those now, you know, you need to draft one of those guys. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have any low budget guys. Speaking of low budget, I need a guy on the streets. I need a man of the people. I need someone who can test the product and who, you know, can get in with the local people and, you know, show that my product can be sold. Don't I'm going you dare sk- take my next pick. I'm going skinny Pete. God. <laughs> <laughs> Sniped from right underneath me, man. Pete is a legend. He's so hilarious. I mean, he's got piano skills too, if I ever want to be entertained. That was the most random thing. In yeah, the show. I, I, it, that came out of nowhere. I, he he could just be musically inclined. Some kids just, you know, yeah. see a piano and they get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. Skinny Pete in the video game guru stuff. He seemed like a fun hang and he seemed loyal to those around him. And also I can beat him up if I need to. I mean, he's what, five, <laughs> five, 120 pounds. <laughs> I mean, I could definitely beat him up if I'm having a rough day. So yeah. absolutely Skinny Pete, you know, because you, you need your guy on the ground. Otherwise, if I mean, if you can't get meth heads to you, you know what I mean? You got to know mm-hmm. where they're, where they congregate and whatnot. Although I wonder, I wonder how that works. You know I mean? Do you really need the ground people or can you, is it better to have top level stuff or low? I mean, I guess you both, you need both. I, I think that the low level people are kind of a dime a dozen. Mm-hmm. Um, and he seems that, unique. You know what I mean? He seems I like think that it's a strong pick. I think yeah. it's a strong pick. Yeah. yeah. All right. Who are you going? Um, I, I, I want to fill that role as well. Kind of a similar role to Skinny Pete. Uh, I know so where he, you're going. he was my first pick, but uh, I don't think he'd do actually interesting uh i I think that i want somebody who's kind of on the street as well but i want someone level-headed somebody who i think has potential to rise up the ranks once they prove their worth okay Uh, i'm gonna go with crazy eight interesting did not see that coming yeah i I think his character um although you know chained to a pole for most of it um was really good i think that he had what it took to start to run the game in albuquerque i think you know he had his, his cousin through the connections and all of the low-level dealers that we saw, um, whether it was, you know, the the guys who shot the kid on the bike on the corner or Tuco or, like, any of the guys in that kind of ballpark, were all crazy. They were, they were all power-hungry. They were using their own product. You know, Crazy A didn't do any of that. He was smart. Um, you know, he, he don't get high on your own supply kind of thing. And I think that he had a lot of potential. So I wouldn't mind having him be, you know, my, my low-level local guy. Interesting. You got to hide your place, though. He'll stab you. He'll stab you in the place. <laughs> And uh, in Better Call Saul, you kind of learn his background, too, of how he kind of got into things. It's pretty neat. So you'll get into that in season three and season four. So nice. highly recommend if you want to learn more about Crazy 8. And actually, you learn where his name comes from, too. So oh, that's exciting. Yeah. 
Okay, so I am going – you know how there's some – like the San Antonio Spurs draft a guy from Europe and they let him stay there for two years to like season him up and then they bring mm-hmm. him back? And it's like – you know what I mean? Like this is a long-term pick. This is the Bill Belichick, I'm seeing the long game kind of stuff. Dark Belichick coming at you. Yeah, I'm going Brock Cantillo. Wow. Yeah. So think about it. His family's been killed. You know what I mean? Like his mom's dead. He's been poisoned. He's en route to be a hardened criminal. You know what I mean? I can groom him to what I can groom him to whatever I want him to be. So you know, ten years down, I can make him be a lawyer if I want. You know what I mean? Uh, and I need a lawyer. You know what I mean? Like I can put him in the best private schools, but know that he's gonna be, you know, my uh, consigliere back in, the, or he's gonna be, you know, the next generation. So, so how how are you gonna counter the the Jesse factor then? Right? Isn't isn't Jesse gonna be constantly looking out, making sure this kid's being raised in a safe environment? And, making sure he's not being taken into the, you know, the world that, that ruined his family. I mean, Jesse, Jesse is running away in a El Camino by himself. You know what I mean? He's yeah. got, he's not going to pick up Brock on the way there and go to McDonald's. I, I feel like he still checks in. I mean, you, you saw the El Camino movie, right? He checked in on Brock. Didn't, didn't he inquire? Like if Brock was like doing all right in that movie or am I making Maybe inquired, but he can't do anything. He's like the world most wanted man in America. You That's know what fair. I mean? And he ends up in Alaska. I didn't like El Camino. I did not like it. It, it scratched an itch for me that nothing else could. Uh, so I, I was satisfied. No, I wanted what, to see Jesse hanging out in Alaska like five years from now. You know what I mean? I didn't need to see the direct aftermath of what was going on. Mm-hmm. It just didn't interest me. Although seeing Fat Todd eat soup was kind of fun. <laughs> Dude, Jesse Plemons, so much creep, Jesse, Jesse Plemons is like the creepiest character ever. He, yeah, he definitely put some weight on. Uh, oh, yeah. Too. He's got a fat head. He's oh, in the no. new... Uh, <laughs> That new Charlie Kaufman movie on Netflix, that's a horror movie. Oh, looks, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I hate horror movies, but I love Charlie Kaufman, so I'm going to bear it. I mean, Char- I, every Charlie Kaufman movie is emotional terror- terrorism anyways, so it's like, why not? I, I love horror movies, man. I don't know what you're doing. Eh, I mean, I like being alive and not thinking about weird stuff, you know, like <laughs> freak. Yeah. Okay, so what's your next one? You got number six. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to figure out who I want to go. I have a couple. Um what am I missing? What, what key role am I missing here? You don't have a cook. I don't need to cook. Oh, I mean, you could though. You could expand your portfolio. How about I get a supplier? Okay. A supplier. I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go with Lydia. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. <clears throat> she, she is such a, an ambassador in between the criminal world and the professional world. It is crazy to me. You think Gus Fring like does that? with his Pollo Sarmanos and his meth distribution, but she is riding both of those lines, man. And, and she does it really well. Yeah, that's no, true. And I mean, she's very pragmatic. You know I mean? She works with anyone. I mean, she's clearly creeped out by Todd and the Nazis and whatnot. She's creeped out by everything. She's creeped out by sitting in a diner. She's, cre- she's creeped out by non stevia sweeteners. Like, I mean, mm. have you ever had stevia? It's not bad. No, I haven't yeah. actually. <laughs> There's whole food soda that are like stevia sodas. I hear that stevia is terrible for you though. It's like basically cancer, just you know, producing mm. basically. But it's not bad. I get, I get, I get the appeal, especially when we didn't know back, like in the early 2000s, we didn't know, uh, you know, fake sugars were so bad for you. Yeah, I mean, but, I, I think Lydia's a genius. I think she's super, super hyper intelligent. Yeah. Oh yeah, but she has the daughter. You can blackmail her with the daughter. Yeah. So. Great shoe wear too. You know the shoes she's wearing with the red backs? Those are mm-hmm. Louboutins. They're yep. like a thousand, two thousand dollars a pop. So she knows mm-hmm. what's up. So 
Okay, yeah, I like it. So I'm going to have to just get more devious now that you got more intelligent because I think we've learned that deviousness can, you know, that there's blunt force trauma can win. So I'm going to go, can I, can I pick two guys as one? Do you know where I'm going with this? I mean, they're basically the same person. Yeah, so, I'm going yeah, the cousins. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, Marco and Leonel. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Because, I no, mean, you, you get one, I get the other. No, <laughs> they would not be okay with that. I <laughs> Although, maybe they would. I mean, they they were bizarre. I mean, what snappy dressers, too. I love the little skulls on their boots and whatnot, and, mm-hmm. like, their snake skin and all. Or, do they have a custom silver axe in their in their uh, truck? Is that I, right? I don't know if it was custom, but sure as hell was shiny. Oh, mas facile. <laughs> when, when he's like too easy and then he gets, yeah, yeah. or like when one of them gets out of the hospital bed and just starts running at uh, Walter. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So intimidation factor, their time's a thousand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those and guys are stone cold killers. Probably my favorite scene too is one minute. Was that, do you like that scene? Which one? One minute where uh, Gus calls Hank before uh, the twins go after him. Remember he's like, you have one minute. Oh yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and that's, that, that's crazy. I think that might be my favorite scene. <clears throat> I have a whole list of my favorite things that we, we can get into. Too. Okay, you know, we'll get into it in the end. Draft first. Yeah. Okay, so I got I got bulk. I got muscle. I could kill you in your sleep. What are you <clears throat> doing? How are you going to protect yourself? I think that I am going to go ahead and take Hector. Ooh. Not only is he a counter to the cousins. Uh, yeah just naturally but you know i already have one bolsa from the head honcho of the cartel so hector is a slightly redundant pick but this man has you know connections experience I, i'm just stacking my roster with people who have been doing this for as long as they've been alive right yeah that's true i like <clears> it <throat> yeah and i mean hector's ruthless too he yeah he i he will order things to be ordered that should not happen morally ethically legally especially uh and- he, he's, he's a silent killer and he's sacrificial too, you know. I mean, he's willing to take one for the team, you know, with the bell at the end, obviously. Oh yeah, that 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 is probably one of my favorite um, allegiance shifts, I guess you could call it in the show, mm-hmm. where where yeah. he does that, where he actually teams up with Walter, which you know, six episodes before that, you thought absolutely unimaginable. It, it was it was awesome. And he just looks evil too. You want an evil looking guy in your staff? I like that. <laughs> constantly giving the death stare yeah and he just looks like he's pooping or he's evil you know either (laughs) one you're not sure could be both (laughs) all right well i need some protection i mean we are in america here so i mean like if the people busting me aren't gonna bother me then i think i'm good i'm going hank schrader so i'm not sure how I'm not sure how he's going to do yeah, being in my That's That's a work, man. He, he might be like <laughs> Eli Manning saying, I'm not playing for San Diego. You don't freaking mm-hmm. draft me. Or John Elway when he's like, don't pick me number one. I'll go play baseball. He might do that. Worth the risk to me. I mean, he's uh, the ASAC, ASAC Schrader, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, yes, he's stubborn. Yes, he's self-centered. The minerals are stupid. His beer probably sucks. But I mean, he definitely seems good at his job and people like us a voice of authority you know what i mean so i think yeah. and he doesn't and he, i could definitely he hates I, busting drug dealers more than anything though i feel like if you want that that dea connect you need somebody who's gonna you know look the other way sometimes i mean well no i i think once he's on my team though you know what i mean like once i'm i'm threatened i mean i got the twins i'll threaten marie's life you know what i mean mm-hmm. i'll do that okay uh, so much purple everything's so much purple he sucks so hard who's worse skylar or her skylar you think so 
Absolutely. Marie, I don't know. The whole stealing binge, I didn't like it. <laughs> I actually liked it. <laughs> I'm like, I get it, whatever. But She's dealing with this in a different way, right? She's, she's finding something to do where she's getting rid of the stress and it's the stealing for her. Yeah, no, I, I understood the re- reasoning. I was just like, I didn't, just, I didn't care about her. Or maybe because I hated Hank so much. But now I got Hank on my team. So, you know what I mean? Like, he's running yeah. the DEA. Yeah. Good to go. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they're going to look the other way. He's going to shoot Tuco if I need him to, you know? I, I think that I'm going to have to rival your pick, man. Uh, Ooh, where are you going? I'm, I'm going to go George Merkett. Oh, okay. You know, he, he's also the DEA. I have the same connections from the DEA standpoint that you do now. But I, I feel like George is kind of uh, – just kind of floats. You know what I mean? He doesn't seem to have this burning desire to up, uphold good. Yeah. He kind of just lets people do what they're going to do and just sits back and drinks bourbon. And that's, that's the kind of guy I want on my team. That's true. He's got a great Rocky face too. He's got that mm-hmm. Walter kind of like cra- mm-hmm. aggro crags in his face kind of thing. <clears throat> I like that. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good pick. Okay. Uh, number eight, I am going to go Victor because now I have a question for you. When Victor was going to do the recipe that Walt had, you know, he was going to cook for him. Do you think he had it right? Do you think he could have done it? No. You don't think so? Because Walt was pretty impressed when he, remember he's like, he's going to put the he aluminum in. Forget the aluminum. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he, he does it right. So. I mean, I think that, that was food? just like a, I think that was just like a gimmicky uh, step that they were showing this because it's, it's great camera value, but uh my understanding is that a lot of people can make meth, right? And I think that he would probably end up making something that sure as shit would get you high. Uh, but I don't think that he could probably rival that 98, 99% line that Walter was walking. Yeah. And also he's obedient. If I need to kill him, cool. I can keep moving on. You know, I need to make a point with a box cutter. Need a guy you got to kill. Yeah. So I got a scapegoat basically. <laughs> so I like, and the, the actor who played him had some serious intensity to him. I enjoyed mm-hmm. him. I don't know who that uh, guy is, but I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. I I liked him better than the uh, uh, who who is the the other guy that played that role, the African American guy. I forget his name. Um, the, he just didn't talk ever, right? No. Um, yeah, you need a little he, personality. I, yeah, I just didn't like that. I mean, it was it was just what it is. But I think that you know any good cartel needs some kind of motherly figure, um, just because you know we all we sure. all kind of want a little love. You so. need Martin Scorsese's grandma in the background making meatballs. Yeah, that- yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it can get a little lonely, right? We we need some sense of family and togetherness. So, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and, and take Diane Pinkman. Really? Yep. This is this is this is my pick. Uh, I actually had her ranked <laughs> above a couple other people. I I want somebody who loves me no matter what, and mm-hmm. I, I think that when you're in the cartel business, you know, you kill a lot of people. You do a lot of things that are, you know, probably below the moral threshold of some people. Uh, and it, it's, it's brutal. And I think that I want somebody who, no matter what I do is going to say, it's okay. We still love you. And so, that, that's what Diane is. So do you envision your drug cartel to be like a co-op, like where everyone's just living together and she's like making dinner? Is that it's what a, it's a, it's a duplex. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. So you have like a compound, like, you know, John's, uh, the dead Jane's compound. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yes. There's a flag and everything. <laughs> this is a very modern millennial, you know, drug cartel. <laughs> you have health insurance, dental. What, what do we got? Uh, we compost in the back as well. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Compost with dead bodies. There you go. That's perfect. <laughs> you got like a nice tomato garden with, you know, just dead bodies as fertilizer. That really works actually. Okay. I'm warming up. This is, this is not bad. <laughs> Okay, um, I'm going to go a big dog. You know what I mean? I'm going to go Don Eladio. All right. Because, I mean, he, I mean, 
the way we see him, it's clear that he's been in the drug game for 30 years, if not more. Do you know what I mean? Like that he was born in it, bred in it, and he's the he's the head honcho. He's the biggest dude. So, I mean, Juan Bolsa, if they got to choose between Don Eladio and Juan, I think they're going to choose, you know, I think they're going to choose Don Eladio. And also, I know the Gustavo thing is a little bit conflicting, but he worked for Don Eladio for a long time. So, I'm willing to risk if Gustavo wants to kill him a few years down the road. You know, I know mm-hmm. he can take over, mm-hmm. but – I like the Mexican connection. It seems like he's got a lot of power, a lot of pull. I like it. I'll take that. Yeah. Plus, he seems like a fun guy. Yeah. Shots of tequila for everyone. Yeah, weirdly fun. Great smile. That necklace is pretty cool. Great death, too. You know, he knows how to die. (laughs) I don't want to watch someone die. I know he's going to hit the pool. I think that puts us both on nine. Yep. So, who's your tenth? My my anchor. Yeah. This is your Tom Brady. This is your Tom Brady. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going one of two ways here, and I'm going to think about I think you're going to judge me for this, but it's who I want, and it's my cartel, and Diane's going to love me no matter what. So uh, I'm going to go with Old Joe. Old Joe. Okay. So you want to like the trash compactor. Okay, no, no, no joke. That's a great idea, actually, because you never know when you need to like crush uh, I, I a can, car. I can crush a car. I can get rid of bodies. I, he has, you know, go-go gadget uh, opportunities for me, like in terms of, you know, helping me out with any of my tech adventures. I don't know. See, he's kind of like my Q from James Bond and he also gets rid of bodies for me. So I think it's a valuable asset. Yeah. And he's always there. You know, you always know where he's going to be. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause in the cartel business, you know, that's a 24 seven job. Mm-hmm. So he's going to wake up in the middle of the night. He's going to be there for you. And yeah. he's a place where you can hide out too. You know what I mean? Among the cars. Among Plus I just love listening to him speak. It's awesome. Yeah. He's great. He was good in yeah. Seinfeld too. Remember him? I had never seen Seinfeld. What? Okay. All right, there, there's your. Remember, I said this is you not <laughs> yeah. watching Breaking Bad is the annoying thing. This is uh, yours okay. for me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Number ten. Hmm. How do I round this out? I want to go Huel. I just I, I dug mm. Huel. You know, what I mean, he's yeah. always around. He's you know, he loves to lay on money. I can watch him lay on money all day. That's a fun look. And he's good pickpocket. He's good. I mean, he's oddly competent. Like you, you think he's less than he is. You know what I mean? You look at him, you're like, it's like, look at this fat guy. You know what I mean? He can't do anything, but he's pretty competent, pretty loyal. And he seems like he has a good retention and general <laughs> intelligence. So, I feel like his biggest like asset is just his intimidation factor though. I don't feel like he's an especially violent person. No, you learn though. I mean, I, I know I'm cheating, but I don't care. It's my rules, but uh, better call Sal. <laughs> he's, he's like an excellent pickpocket actually. And like, well, I mean, we, we, we kind of knew that in breaking bad, right? Just because he, uh, he took the joint out of, uh, Right. Okay, good. Okay, so I'm not cheating. Good. 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 Yeah. Good. yeah. Well, he seems like a funny guy. You know what I mean? I think I would enjoy hanging out with him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean, as a cartel, these are the people you want to hang out with. Okay, so let's review. So, the Dead Janes have Saul Goodman, Juan Bolsa, Mike Ehrmantraut, Elliot, Crazy Eight, Lydia, Hector, George McCready. George McCrit? How do you say that? George. George Murkett. Yep. Diane Pinkman and Old Joe, man, that is a that is a motley crew of roster. <laughs> I went for the diversity. Yeah, I'm trying to think like who would get along the least out of all the people. <laughs> um, Diane and actually, you don't have many hotheads. I think you know it's so funny. We did our draft about Breaking Bad. We didn't mention Jesse Pinkman or or Walter White. <laughs> yeah. But, I, don't, I don't want that, man. No, they're too erratic. I don't want, <laughs> yeah. I don't want Jesse throwing $10,000 packs, you know, yeah. randomly in a neighborhood no. or Walter trying to take down someone above him because he's in the empire business. You know, it's like, I don't, 
I don't need that stuff. And plus, he's dying. You know what I mean? He's he's got a he's got a clock on him. So yeah. that's so funny. But it just shows like the central characters of any show. It's always it's never the most fun characters. You know, they have to do the most plot heavy lifting, and they usually have the most downfalls and the most flaws. You know, mm-hmm. no one no one loves Luke Skywalker the most. You there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, oh, did he leave? <laughs> Time's up. Okay. Uh, so, so now I got the Southwest Magnets. I got Gustavo Fring, Gail, Uncle Jack, Skinny Pete, Brock Cantillo, Marco and Lionel Salamanca, Hank, Victor, Don Eladio, and Huel. I got a lot of conflict. I got a lot of people who are going to bash heads with each other. But yes. you know what I mean? Like, Michael Jordan pushed his team to greatness because he, you know, got them angry and got them in fights. You know, I mean, sometimes you need that push. So, well, you have a lot of people doing that on your cards. Yeah, team, so. I mean, this is a ruthless business. I mean, if, yeah. if I, you're going to have so much turmoil that I'm not going to do anything to compete with you. I'm just going to sit back and watch it happen. No, but we might scare the crap out of everyone else. We're going to murder all your families. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, tear their skin off and, you know. <laughs> what's it called? Like a Mexican bow tie where you slit the throat and you put their tongue through it. You know what I mean? Yes. You heard about that? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I have. I've done that once. It's pretty fun. <laughs> just joking. Or am I? <laughs> but, uh, all right. So now we have the draft on. That was fun. But uh, we definitely wanted to talk our favorite episodes and favorite moments. Just to, And also favorite character. Let's just get it out there. So what do you got? Things I loved, things I hated. Yep. Which ones? Loved. Okay. This is a show um, about love. Why do you want to hate stuff? <laughs> I, uh, I'm trying to think of a couple moments. So I, I wrote down things that I appreciated. And I think that the entire season where Walt is cooking for Gus was just one of my favorites. Is that three or four? <clears throat> four? Yeah, I think it's four. Four. Um, it, it's just the only time in the show where you have cleanliness, you have order, you have Yeah, stability. it felt nice. Yeah, and, and you can see the, this volume that they have in their throughput, and it, it's just like a well-oiled machine. The show it, is so chaotic, and it's the yeah. only time that it slows down and it has order. Isn't it weird that like all movies and stuff like that, like Casino, Goodfellas, this, like you love when they succeed? Do you know what I mean? Like, I wonder, mm-hmm. I wonder if we'd ever like a show where in the end it was just season four. He just cooked for Gus, and you know what I mean? That was it, and they just made no, a ton of money. Absolutely not. No, it, would, it wouldn't have completed the character arc. I mean, I know, it, but I, sometimes I just like to see people be good at their jobs and make a bunch of money. Do you know that's what I mean? fair. But I, I feel like the whole point of that order and stability in that season was to, to set you up for the inevitable downfall when Walt loses his mind. True. But I've never seen it done. You know what I mean? I want like Mad Men where Don Draper's is really good at selling Ford. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. where, do you know what I mean? Like, where's that show? I mean, I guess, I mean, I guess all shows are based on conflict, but like, I crave that. I just, I'm curious about that idea. Because the Wire season one. It's like, they just make drugs legal and everybody retires. It's like, nice. Well, season three, they made it legal. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah. And I like that season. Hamsterdam. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Hamsterdam, man. <laughs> mm. uh, another episode, probably my favorite episode. Um, it's, it's pretty controversial. I'm sure if you go on any message board, you're either, it's a love it or hate it kind of thing. But I, I love The Fly. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, bottle episode to a T. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I mean, it just, uh, it's almost like Vince Gilligan's using himself as a reflecting pool. Like the obsession of making this show is kind of how Walt's dealing with the lab and that fly. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 all of the stability that I spoke of earlier where the season builds it up it is just shattered in that one episode. Right. And you, you can see that, you know, it was, it was building, everybody knew it was building and it was just kind of a ticking time bomb until he lost his mind. And, and that's just where it happened. Yeah. No, I, I like that. I like <clears throat> Elsa Lude was one of my favorite ones, you know, where Gus kills, you know, all the uh, cartel 
cartel dudes with the mm. boys in tequila. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Or Ozymandias is a really just fantastic episode where Hank dies and Walt like loses his mind. I think favorite scene. Mm. Uh, it, it's it's difficult because there's so many of them, but there's one I right think... answer. It's cool. No pressure. <laughs> it's, I'm not gonna go gasoline, man. Uh, it's not that. Okay. My favorite scene is actually the Mexican dinner they have at the Mexican restaurant with uh, Hank and Marie after they find out. It's oh, Walt. the table side guac. The table side guac. Is it because you love table side guac so much? Is that why? I do. I love. <laughs> we make it right here at the table. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is. That is the most uncomfortable I've ever been watching television. And that's good for you. You like that? <laughs> yes. I, I like horror movies, but you know, we've been over this. I, li- I love feeling uncomfortable because of something that's on the screen. And uh, that, that the amount of tension in that scene is unbearable. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. I mean, that's the reason why it's not in mine. I think my top two, my one with a bullet is definitely the crawl space laughing, you know, for the oh, ending. So yeah. good. It's the yeah. creepiest thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, am I hallucinating? Why is the picture getting smaller? You know, like he's like, it's like an art painting. It's like a Picasso. Mm-hmm. And also uh, the garage scene with Hank and uh, with Hank and, and Walter. Oh, and, where know, he closes the garage door. Yeah. Oh, I suggest God. you tread lightly because yeah. that was the first episode of the season. And I was like, this should have been episode seven. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it felt like, yeah, like they, they started off so hot. Yeah. They ramped it up so hard. <laughs> and, there's, and there's like the remote control car in the driveway. Yeah. There's Hank's beer. And they, they hit each other, which they've never even done. Mm-hmm. And it was just like every dream of what you wanted them to say to each other came true. Yeah. Yeah. It, so. I mean, well, that whole season didn't disappoint too, because like ramping up that fast is a bad move if you can't follow it up. But they, they did, you know, like every episode you felt that way. So. Oh yeah, so freaking good. And I think that's, I mean, you got anything else for it? Good stuff that you like there? No, I mean, I I did love the gasoline scene. We talked about that one. Uh, I I think one other uh, scene that was my favorite though was throwing the explosives at Tuco. Oh yeah, Uh, actually I will double down on that, but I don't like the, I love the explosion, the formulated mercury, right? Yeah. Yeah. Does that really work? Do you know the science behind that? If you like formulate- Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't it seem weird that like there's this giant explosion, but no one died? It's yeah. Like- and he just like walked out, and even yeah. though the structure is like falling apart. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. So I love the explosion. My favorite scene is the scene directly after it when he's in the car with the money, hitting mm-hmm. the steering wheel and like yep. grunting so animalistically that he's drooling sweat. Like it's like, I mean, drooling spit yeah. like from the top lip to the bottom lip. Like that's when the show kicked into gear, really. That was that that that, that is a high that everybody wishes they could achieve at some point in life. That, yeah, he just looked like he was having the best time because <laughs> he was. That's season two, episode ten, or season one. I can't remember. I think season one. Okay, because he'd been kicked around the entire. He had no wins. Yeah, whatsoever. Th- this was the first time that Walt took something into his own hands and gave himself a win. Yeah, this is like okay, we can actually root for this guy because he's got an intelligence and a balls behind him that we can yeah. go to. Like up until this point, it was all failures for the most part. So sad. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think that slow build really made it that much more profound. And that's when that's when I remember that distinct moment. I'm like, okay, now I'm locked in. Like now yeah. I get it. Yep. I mean, no, no more talking pillow for Walt after that. Mm-hmm. No, no more under underwear fruit states or what <laughs> states or fugue yeah that thing or you know failure cooking it's so it was mm-hmm. such a bummer when they had the winnebago and they, they cooked correctly but like other things came into play and they couldn't do it properly you know what i mean that was so frustrating let's do a let's do a favorite character and a least favorite character okay i'll let I, you, you go first favorite character 
I'm trying to think. It might be Skinny Pete. No. Uh, I think I'd go Mike Ermintrout, I think. I just yeah. got to. Solid. Yeah. I mean, the way he dies even, you know, he's just sitting by the water and he's like, yeah. let, me, let me die in peace. Let me die in peace. Yeah. And, and also like the slow way he opens up to Jesse too and really <clears> tries <throat> to school him. And it seems like yep. he's the only person in the show. He's reluctant, but he's got a heart. Do you know what I mean? Like he's the only person who seems like he's got a moral compass that's spinning anywhere towards you know, someone who might go to heaven. <laughs> See, I, I don't think so. I think that my favorite character being Jesse Pinkman uh, also, really? has moral, also has a moral compass, I think. Interesting. Yeah, he does, actually. You're right. But, uh, and he really grows as a character. But, uh, man, he makes some boneheaded decisions. Oh, he's terrible. So you know, I'm, not, I'm not saying he's my favorite in terms of, I think, that I, I want to be friends with the guy. But uh, in terms of character development, and just overall value add to the show. I think that Jesse is just my, my number one choice for favorite character. For sure. Yeah, someone described him once. It's the best thing. He gets 94% of what's going on. But, and like, it's, it can be brilliant, but that 6% he doesn't get ends up being fatal every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like when he's making the meth, it's like 95% pure. It's like, oh, you're close. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, but you're not that. Yeah. It's just so annoying. Like he always just gets in his own way. I, and Aaron, Aaron Paul just did such a great job, I think. So. Oh yeah, I mean, I don't think he ever recovered from this role. I think no. he he still talks about it. He's weirdly like one of those people that's just obsessed with this role. Well, I mean, him and Brian Cranston have that tequila right together, so I think that it, it yeah. kind of just keeps us alive for him. Although I do like him in uh, BoJack. He's pretty good. Oh, Todd. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Yeah, <laughs> you don't know it's him because it's just so goofy. I didn't realize it was him until like the third season when Courtney walked by and she's like, Is, "Isn't that Aaron Paul?" And I was like, "Huh." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we should do a Bojack draft sometime. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, for like if we're starting a uh, agency, that'd be good. I could, we could make that work. Quentin so. Tarantino, the Tarantula, or Quentin Tarantulantino, <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Loved him. But uh, yeah, okay. So least favorite character is it Todd? It's probably Todd. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, you know, he's just he's a Jesse wannabe. You know what I mean? He just like wants to take over someone else's role. You know what I mean? He's like those movies in the 80s and 90s where the college roommate gets obsessed with her friend, mm -hmm. and, like dyes her hair and then tries to kill her and like take over her life. Just that, that's what I felt like. <laughs> I don't know what same those thing, movies Same thing with Lydia too, just the creepiness. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I like the creepiness with Lydia actually. Yeah, Lydia was, I, I liked watching Lydia. She was like- no, was, Todd, Todd's creepiness with Lydia. Oh yeah. Where he's wearing like the blue shirt. <laughs> yeah. Like, super, super yeah. about it. What does he think is going to happen? Like, just... I have no idea. He's just not all there, man. If Jesse's 94%, then Todd's 49%. No, in El Camino, they really showed how not there he was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fantastic. Then, uh... So the first of many, I believe, you know, I'll get you on literally whenever you want because you're bored once in a while. You go off, off project on your, uh, in your job for like two weeks at a time. So you let me know. You pick any topic. I will be there because I, I do this every day because I have no job. <laughs> I, I'm down with that. Let me let me give you my least favorite character, and we'll wrap it up. Okay, uh, Steve Gomez. What? He's got a great goatee. No nope. funny jokes. Nope. Adds no value to the show. He, you need he, someone. He, you need yeah. someone to have Hank bounce off of. Nope. No. He, he he's not real. He's just too positive all the time. I nope. Don't like him. Glad he got killed. Interesting, but I mean, I Hank needed somebody. You know what I mean? Like Hank can't be by himself. That's he had Marie to bounce off of. I know, but you need a work guy. You know, that's what I mean? fair. I just think that he, you know, your, your work counterpart has potential to have value in some kind of character, and there, there was just no character in Steve Gomez at all. He is pretty forgettable, and there's nothing yeah. like that'd be cool if he was corrupt. You know, what I mean, like I, if he found that out halfway through. I, I just can't think of anyone in the entire show who's super, super forgettable. 
Um, I guess that's kind of by design. Um, but Steve Gomez just to me is like the, the, the lightest button, like valueless character in the show. I don't know. Fair. The LVP. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is the first ever breaking bad cartel draft in human history. I mean, I'll look online and I, I search for this. I don't think there is anything. So I think we're good. There's like intelligent rankings and stuff like that, but this is the first ever draft. So you know, if we ever need to start a drug cartel, we know where to start. We know what our strengths are. We know what our weaknesses are. And we know we can corner the Albuquerque market with certain picks. I, I have a small child. You have a mom that's not involved in drugs whatsoever. So clearly we're not very good at this yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, next time we'll get better. So this is Max Volume signing off. Later.